Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for joining me for Brahma Viharas, Chapter 2. This is the chapter on compassion. Uh, and uh, if you're just joining me, uh, we've done about two weeks on Chapter 1, which was loving kindness. I seem to be having some technical difficulties with the... Uh, with the uh, Facebook page on uh, the New Life Foundation page, which is connected to my Such Sweet Thunder page. So this is uh, right now just going directly to my uh, page on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page. I don't know why this is happening, uh, but uh, I'll, I won't spend too much time trying to fix it, maybe just a minute or two whilst I am talking here as a way of trying to correct the situation. It doesn't seem to be wanting to connect here. It says waiting for live video. I don't know why uh, that is happening. Anyway, compassion for the self. So that's what we're talking about here today. And uh, this is a practice, a beautiful practice, that's really uh, designed to allow us to, to develop compassion for ourselves first, and then we send it out, just like we did for loving-kindness practice, we send it out to others as well. Uh, we start sending it to uh, loved ones, then to people we don't know, and then to people we don't like. Uh, which is quite interesting. That's, uh, like, of course, the where the challenge is there. Uh, so if you are trying to watch this on my uh, on the New Life Foundation page or on Such Sweet Thunder, uh, it will be there later this afternoon. I apologize uh, for that. I don't know what happened, why those uh, pages were not picking up the Facebook Live. If you are watching this on my Facebook page, my personal page, thank you for joining me. Uh, so I think I'll get into the topic of self-compassion by telling a story. Uh, and this is a story of a great uh, Tibetan master named Atisha. Now there are actually many stories of Atisha. Atisha was a well-loved uh, character in Tibetan Buddhist lore. Uh, he is considered to be one of the founding fathers of Buddhism in Tibet. Now, Atisha shows up around the 11th century. So, Buddhism had actually flourished in Tibet for hundreds of years before Atisha was born. Uh, but due to unfortunate uh, circumstances, uh, the Tibetan uh, culture, uh, well, the Buddhism in Tibet was crumbling uh, due to uh, consistent invasions from the neighboring country of Mongolia, which at that time wasn't Buddhist. So the king of Tibet at that time was very uh, disheartened by the state of Buddhism the 11th century. So uh, the king sends uh, a group of uh, travelers down to India 
to northern India uh, where this fellow Atisha was teaching Buddhism. Atisha had already been, uh, well, he'd already been cited as being a very prolific writer, a teacher, philosopher, um, very powerful uh, monastic. So he had a, a, a very large reputation already. And so the king of Tibet wanted Atisha to come to Tibet to try to reestablish Buddhism there. So the first band that sent from Tibet to India, they get intercepted by a, a Mongolian war tribe. They don't make it. Uh, the king then sends another group to try to convince Atisha to come to Tibet. And that group gets kidnapped by a Mongolian war tribe and held for ransom. And the king says, use the ransom money. Oh, the king is with that group. So the king is held for ransom. And the king demands uh, his followers in Tibet to use the ransom money to hire Atisha. So the king sacrifices his own life uh, so that the money can be used to bring Atisha back to Tibet. Now the third group, they make it to India. And they, they meet with Atisha and this uh, apparently took quite a bit of uh, convincing to uh, uh, persuade Atisha to come back to Tibet. This would have been an arduous journey over the Himalayas. Uh, many would have to turn around, some would perish. Uh, so Atisha would have had to been quite careful uh, selecting his travel companions. And so he's, you know, picking his, some of his students, some of his advisors to go with him to Tibet. And the, the final person uh, that Atisha selects to bring with him is his most troubling, most annoying student. And that evening, uh, Atisha's advisors go to Atisha and they say, why did you select this student to come with us. He's your most troubling, most annoying student. You, uh, this fellow will drive you mad. <laughs> and Atisha says, well, rumor has it that the people of Tibet are so warm and so loving that I would be hard pressed to practice patience and compassion without my most troubling, annoying student with me. Now, there are many insights in this story, inherent in the tale. And for me, I, I carry the story with me whenever I meet a troubling person, a, a, a person who's trying my patience. I say, oh, this is my chance to be like Atisha and, and practice patience, practice compassion with this most annoying student. Now, I'm very lucky. I've traveled to 95 countries in this world. I've been traveling and teaching full-time for many years. No matter where I go, no matter where I travel to, I always seem to meet this student. 
Now, all of those students are different people. The one common denominator is me. I'm the most troubling student. <laughs> and so I tell this story in this way, not so that we can be hard on ourselves, but or at least not that I can be hard on myself, <laughs> but to see myself with compassion, to see myself through the eyes of non-judgment, practicing patience with myself. And so with that, I think I'll move into uh, explaining a little bit about the meditations on self-compassion. So this works very similar to the meditations on loving kindness. Uh, we'll come into the present moment. I'll ring the bell. Uh, we'll listen to the sounds of the present moment. We'll come into the body. And then finally finishing uh, with grounding awareness into the breath. And then we'll offer these phrases of uh, compassion. Now, last two weeks we were working with phrases that were endowed with the warmth of loving kindness. We were offering those to ourselves and to others. Here we've shifted the prism. We were shining the light of awareness down on this prism and that light refracting out into loving kindness. Now we've shifted that prism. We're still shining the light of awareness down on the prism, but now it's shining the light of compassion. And these phrases are no longer endowed with the warmth of loving kindness, but they're more uh, endowed with the open and acceptance of compassion. So we'll offer these phrases of compassion to our own heart. We'll spend maybe 10 or 12 minutes doing that. We'll spend about a minute between each phrase. And so after each phrase, we visualize or imagine what our life would look or feel like if that phrase was completely reflective of our life circumstance. So for example, the first phrase, well, I'll just go through all the phrases quickly before we do the meditation. The first phrase, uh, may I be free from suffering. So we offer this phrase to our heart and then we visualize or imagine what our life would look and feel like if we were completely free from suffering or free from struggle for our entire life, what that would look and feel like. Now, there might be an opening to this. One might feel, wow, that's this really, really open and accepting quality of the present moment of our condition. That's great. So that's a welcoming. There might be a resistance. There might be this idea in the mind that, oh, you know, I might be free from suffering, but, but this and this and this is happening right now, and so I can't be free from suffering. That's a resistance to the phrase. That shows us how we're actually keeping suffering, uh, keeping 
uh, compassion out of our life. We're holding on to our suffering in some way. And that might sound a bit ironic, but you'd be surprised uh, how often it is that we do hold on to our suffering. Sometimes we identify with a particular affliction or a particular condition. We say, I suffer from X, Y, and Z. And, and, and we identify with that. It becomes a part of our personality. So that's actually quite common. And so this practice uh, is allowing us to let go of that identification. It's just one of the many, many great benefits of a self-compassion practice. The second phrase, may I be free from disturbance and harm. And so again, we offer that to our own heart visualizing, imagining what our life would look like if we were consistently free from disturbance and harm for our entire life. Again, there might be an opening, there might be a resistance. There actually might be no reaction, no response to the phrase. That's quite normal too. Uh, again, we're just planting the seeds of self-compassion. If that happens, there's no response. And eventually those seeds start to bear fruit. And if you were with me for the chapter on loving kindness, that'll probably sound uh, familiar. It's quite similar for all of these practices of the Brahma Viharas. Uh, the third phrase, may I accept things just as they are. And here we can see how similar uh, the loving kindness and compassion phrases are. The loving kindness phrase, May I open to things just as they are, right? So that's, the prism is pointing one direction. May I open to things just as they are, and then we shift that prism. May I accept things just as they are. Slightly different feel to it, right? Open, that loving kindness is an open embrace, a warmth. May I accept things just as they are is kind of a, a seeing, a knowing, an accepting, like that. The next phrase, may I experience the world accepting me just as I am. The loving kindness, may I experience the world opening to me just as I am. So again, we see that shift from opening to accepting. May I serve whatever arises. So uh, compassion is this uh, accepting into service. Loving kindness, may I welcome whatever arises. This Again, this embracing quality, this welcoming. So compassion is uh, moving forward to serve the present moment. Moving forward, it's kind of an action that we move forward to best serve whatever's arising. So I think I've talked enough about that. I will talk more uh, probably tomorrow's episode is a Q&A session. So if there are any questions about all of that, do send them over. Uh, so today uh, I'll ring the bell guide us into the present moment. We'll just do two rounds through the phrases. 
Uh, again, leaving a minute after each phrase so we can visualize or imagine uh, what our life looks like or feels like if these phrases are completely reflective of our life circumstance. Enjoy. So allowing the body, mind, and heart to rest. Just coming into this present moment experience. Now ring the sound of the bell. Rest your thinking mind on the sound of the bell. Allow the decay of the bell to bring your awareness into silence. expanding out through that silence to notice the sounds of the present moment. You might notice how the sounds and silence create this envelope of the present moment. Now ring the sound of the bell again. Rest your awareness on the decay of the bell. Allow the decay of the bell to guide your awareness into silence. Resting there in the silence of this present moment. Noticing each sound as it emerges from the silent space and returns back to that silent space. You don't need to focus on any one particular sound, but allow yourself to experience the entire field of sound and silence. And while resting there in the silence and sound, noticing the sensations of feet against the mat or the floor,
Noticing the sensations of clothing against the legs, the weight of the body against the cushion or chair, mat or floor. You might notice sensations of clothing against the back. Noticing the hands resting against the body or touching each other. The arms resting against the body. Noticing the sensations of clothing against the shoulders. There might also be sensations arising from the back of the neck. Sensations arising from the sides of the neck. Noticing any sensations arising from the back of the head and the ears. Sensations arising from the face. Including the lips and the nose. The eyes and the forehead. Noticing any sensations arising from the top of the head. And while resting there with the experience of silence and sound, sensations arising throughout the body, bring attention to the breath as it enters and leaves the nose. Noticing the breath touching the back of the throat, The rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. You might notice sensations of clothing moving to adjust with the rising and falling of the shoulders, chest, and abdomen as you inhale and exhale. Noticing the back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. You might also notice the body straightening up slightly as you inhale and leaning forward slightly as you exhale. And so we'll rest right there for a few moments, maintaining awareness on the sensations of the breath and body, silence and sound, and just rest, breathing in and breathing out.
And now, while resting in this present moment experience, the sounds and silence, sensations of body and breath, we'll begin offering these very precious phrases of compassion to our own heart, as if we were bringing our heart the most precious gift. And with each phrase, we'll visualize or imagine what our life would look or feel like if each phrase was completely reflective of our life circumstance. May I be free from suffering. May I be free from disturbance and harm. accept things just as they are.
May I experience the world accepting me just as I am. serve whatever arises. May I be free from suffering. May I be free from disturbance and harm.
may I accept things just as they are. May I experience the world accepting me just as I am. May I serve whatever arises. And breathing in and breathing out, allowing any visualizations left in the mind's eye to dissolve. You can allow those to fade back into the open, spacious awareness from which they came. Noticing the sounds and silence of this present moment, allowing the sounds to bring you back 
into the experience of right here and right now. Bringing attention and awareness to the sensations of feet against the mat or the floor. Sensations of clothing against the legs. The weight of the body against the cushion or chair, mat or floor. Noticing the sensations of clothing against the back. The hands resting against the body or touching each other. Sensations of clothing against the arms and the shoulders. You might also notice sensations arising from the back of the neck and the sides of the neck. Noticing sensations arising from the back of the head and the ears. Sensations arising through the cheeks of the face, the lips and the nose, the eyes and the forehead. Noticing any sensations arising from the top of the head. And while resting there with the silence and sound and the sensations arising throughout the body, bringing attention to the breath as it enters and leaves the nose. Noticing the breath touching the back of the throat Noticing the rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. The rising and falling of the abdomen as you inhale and exhale. There might be sensations of the back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. And the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. We'll just rest right there for a few moments, resting with the silence and sound, body and breath, and just rest.
So I hope you all enjoyed my offering today, Brahma Vihara's chapter two. Uh, this is the beginning of probably about a two week series, not sure how long it'll be yet, on compassion. Uh, the last Brahma Vihara chapter one was 16 days long and we did loving kindness. Uh, so here we're moving into chapter two, we're shifting the prism. Uh, shining the light of awareness into the Brahma Viharas, uh, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. And so here we're just entering into uh, steering or cruising our cruiser into the experience of self-compassion today. Tomorrow um, will be a Q&A session, a talk. I'll be uh, talking a bit about some of the benefits uh, more going deeper into the benefits, not so much the obvious benefits of self-compassion, but uh, some of the benefits that might not be so uh, obvious, and just bringing them out to the forefront. Um, also answering any questions. So if there are any questions, I've gotten a few uh, that I'll be talking about tomorrow, but uh, there's always room for more. So if there are any questions, go ahead and send them along uh, either through Messenger or through the comments at the bottom of the video there. Happy to field any questions and comments and so forth. Um, thank you for tuning in. This is uh, my offering as a way of helping uh, the current pandemic situation. I really just want to offer uh, some uh, benefits, uh, some guidance. Uh, these teachings have helped me uh, in, in countless ways uh, in this situation and in other situations throughout my life. So I hope that these uh, meditations can benefit others as well. So thanks for tuning in. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay clean, wear your masks, practice your social distancing, and we'll get through this together. Thank you.